This is the RSM Wrestling Podcast. This is the big guy, Rich. On the other line, we got Sal, the mastermind. What's up, guys? How you been? Long time no see. So, as everyone knows, August is usually pre-pre-WrestleMania season for the true diehard wrestling fans. Would you say I'm correct, Sal? Yes, sir. Yep, yep. That's right. This is pre-pre, yeah, I yeah. guess, pre-WrestleMania season, I guess, right? Or, so, as everyone yeah, knows... Yeah. August is SummerSlam time, yep. which is the party of the summer, That's which right. is, my opinion, the worst tagline that you could have for a wrestling pay-per-view. It really is. But right. that's a story for another time. Mm-hmm. As everyone knows, before every major pay-per-view, there's always a takeover. No pun intended, it takes over the weekend of wrestling. So, do you agree? Definitely. That's why they call it takeover. I think it really does. Out of all the events, when you're talking about the big four pay-per-views, and we've talked about big four pay-per-views, like, you know, we previewed it. At some point, we just say, should we really preview the main show? At the end of the day, we kind of say, you know what? Nah, it's not worth we it. Kinda we kind of have to. We have to. Given. Yeah, but then it's like, do we really want to? I don't think. But then, you know, we eventually have to do it, so it's like, all right. But nonetheless, I mean... <laughs> I know, I know, well, let, let, let me say this, Rich. I know Uncle Dave said some very, very choice words for what happened at TakeOver, right? I hate that guy so much. Oh, man, that's motherfucker. I don't even know, man. Well, let me just continue with where I was going with this, and yep. then we'll get into the talking about yep. him, okay? Yeah. So, as everyone knows, this asshole, Dave Meltzer, likes to do his ratings. And it seems to be he only favors matches that include one specific person. Kushida Okada. Because it seems like only he gets the best rating matches, which some of them actually suck. Which, as you can tell, I'm not really a fan of Okada. I think Omega made those matches six stars, to be honest. So, as... Wrestling fans read Melter's ratings. There's one specific person in NXT who has never received less than a five-star takeover match. Sal, would you like to take a guess who that is? Is that Brock? Want to take Johnny, Johnny Takeover Gargano. Gargano. <laughs> He's been on, what would you say, about been 12 takeovers, 12 give or take? He's been in since, I think, the CWC, which was, what, 2016? or no, 2015, I think, right? 2015. 2015. And since so, then... So, you say about yeah. he's been in about good 15 takeovers? That's right. And when you talk about... about it's kind of like, again, if, you haven't, if you're not a fan of wrestling and you probably never heard of Gargano, which at this point is kind of like, what the fuck are you even watching? He's basically the John Cena takeover, honestly. Or I'd say, like, better. the face. The face of, of, of basically takeover, honestly. He really is the... The face of NXT at this point. But he's never had less than a five-star rating. That's right. Mr. Meltzer. Uncle Dave. Well, as everyone knows, he had a three stages of hell match against Sir Adam Cole. Bebe. Sorry. Here at the RSN Podcast, whenever that name comes Uh into the talk, Mm -hmm. we have to do the last part. Because it's not... It's not just Adam Cole. It's mandatory. His you have to do it. Adam Cole, 
Bang, bang. bang. Yes. It's a mandatory. It's mandated. You need to do that. Otherwise, it doesn't count. You know how Ric Flair always goes, woo? Yeah. With Adam Cole, it's so it's got to. So you yeah. saw the three stages of hell match, correct? Man, that yeah, that match I could tell you this. The regular yeah. the regular one on one. That's right. Second one was the street fight. That's right. Third was just I think it was a what, what would you call I, that? I don't even, even know what to call that. We, we don't I mean they're still in a little play, a little bit of a playbook from uh, TNA, I guess, right? With the lockdown match. Yeah, kinda like that, but much better, yeah. They did really good with that. I mean, for God's so, sake, think about this. Yeah, from a one through five. Yeah, what would you rate that match? I'd say that was a five star match in my book. It really was. I say it was a seven. Seven. Oh man. It was a perfect storytelling. It was. Oh my God. Well, I mean, here's the thing I really liked about it: the way they. We saw the dark yeah. side of Johnny, to be honest, in that match. They did, yeah. And the thing was, I liked about it was they really did a good job of marketing the match. If you think about it, think about it. First, they said, you know what? Of course, the WWE Network's free to all subscribers that sign up for free, right? For the first time, you know, it's a free trial, you know. Um, but then on top of the fact, it's kind of like this. The way they marketed it was, you know, it's like, okay, if this match goes to three falls, right, they're going to have that last match, which, of course, earlier in the in the day, they were, they were speculating. They're like, what kind of match would it be? Guess what? It was a steel cage match. Oh, no. It was really? a steel cage match. Mr. Regal only yeah. said it was going to be a cage match. Yeah. He never said nothing about the weapon. He didn't say that nothing about that. That was just a treat. That was, oh, my God. And that's the thing. If you're a fan there, sitting over there, that's such a great way of marketing that Dude, match. I I marked out because that brought back mm-hmm. ECW nostalgia for me. It did. It did. And it kind of brings another element to their rivalry. I mean, if you saw from the beginning, they started out with the technical wrestling. Then later on, it started to become a street fight. Remember, you see that after, uh, what you call it, um, Johnny Takeover got, uh, what you call it, uh, intentionally disqualified. That kind of just went straight into the straight fall, the second fall. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Give me the disadvantage. I'll go through. Basically, that's what he was saying with the story. Of course, you know, of course, I think I rant this about this all the time. People that are non-wrestling fans will think, oh, my God, we didn't analyze every single aspect of it. Here's the thing. They're telling a story. We know that. Okay? We all know about that shit. The thing is, it's just, again, it goes back to the same kind of point. This is, again, uh, what you call it, the point of a storytelling. They have this match. They go ahead and say, okay, this is what's going to happen, da-da-da. You know, why would someone intentionally lose? You know, why not just go ahead and have the thing? Listen, if this was boxing, how would you feel if this match was done in about, let's say, what, 10 seconds? This isn't Deontay Will, like Wilder knocking out somebody. This should be, actually be like an actual thing where people are paying good money. And you think about this, this match... It was a Tyson fight from the nineties. Exactly, and this why took, pay fifty dollars yeah. for yeah. a match that's going to last thirty-two seconds? Yeah, and then you get bummed out of your money, and literally, what are they going to do with that extra time on TV? They're literally just going to burn their money, wait for it. They're going to savor and all that shit. They'll literally just take a fucking video of them just clapping their hands together, and that's it. Just rubbing their hands. That's it. We made money. We yep. we swindled these fools. Listen, if but, we're getting swindled at the end of the day, we're getting in your entertained. Opinion, yeah. In your opinion, Sal. Yeah. Would you say that was the best match of the weekend? It was, definitely. definitely. What if I tell you mm-hmm. someone ranked two matches better than that? Would really? you like to know what he rated Gargano Cole for the weekend? What did he say? What was so, the rating? Yeah, what was the rating? He gave it a 4.25. Which made it the third, which made it the third highest match of the weekend. 
Would you like to know what the two matches ahead of them were? What was and it? what they were rated? What was it? Yeah. Sal? Yeah, yeah. You said it was like two matches, right? Uh, well, of course, it has to be on the main card, right? Knowing Uncle Dave, it has to be in the main card, right? One was main card. One was another takeover match. Okay, so that's good. Uncle Dave's coming around, I guess. The second highest rated match was Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae at four and a half stars. I don't understand what caused him to have him lose a third, was it a, a quarter of a star and half of a star. That's the thing for me. It's just like, the, why? According to Uncle Dave, the best match of SummerSlam weekend. You ready for this? Yep. It was Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. versus Seth Rollins at Four point seven five stars. What the hell? That's what are you smoking, Uncle Dave Meltzer? How was those two matches better than Cole versus Gargano? Which also means, out of say fifteen takeovers, yep. this is the first takeover match he, ha- Mr. Gargano, had that was not a five star rating. And again, good job for yeah. killing the streak. I don't understand with this. The thing is with Dave, it's always controversy with him. It's always something. He talks about, oh, they're going to do this. Maybe we're going to do this. Going against his own word. We talk about this all the time. We put him in the Hall of Shame. Uncle Dave, you're fucking up. Can we re-induct him? We should. We definitely should. Can we induct him a second time, please? We got to induct him three times, man. I'm telling you. He's going to end up saying something else. I'm telling you. Uh, but, I mean, it's Oh, just, and by yeah. the way. Yeah. He, he blocked the RSN podcast Twitter page, which is run by me, by the way. That is wild. If you could also, wrap your I was up. actually going to, I was going to do a cheap plug for all a couple of our <laughs> social media pages. That is just wild. I don't understand. Like again, so he knows this. He knows this. He has an idea of it. Oh, because basically, I tweeted him. Mm-hmm. How do you give Gargano versus Cole four point two five stars, but you give Lesnar versus Rollins seven point? 4.75 stars. Can someone, Can you please explain this, Dave? And then I get a, an alert. Mm-hmm. Dave Meltzer has blocked you. Wow, that's fucking wild. So he, he officially blocked me from my personal page mm-hmm. and from the RSN page. Wow, that's freaking wild. That is just... I don't understand Which, that. Yeah. Twitter is run by yours truly. Yep. The big guy, Rich. The, big guy, the Instagram yep. page is co-run by me and Sal. Mm-hmm. The Facebook page is co-run by me and Sal. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that has to do with uploading the podcast, future mm-hmm. and present shows yep. is done by Sal. Yep. But there's uh, what's that? What's that page where we could read about the shows? Oh man, I think we talked about this many times. Uh, what the? We know the fucking guy who runs the page. Yeah, we know the guy, and actually, it's, it's in our initials. We're PW, where was it called? It's well, the, yeah, it's the R's and Wrestling Podcast. R, yeah, we got the S. R, which is Richard. Richie, you, Big Rich. There's S for Sal, mm-hmm. but the N. Who's the N? Nate? Nate, I think is his name. No, no, it's not no. Nate. No, it's not Nate. No, no, it's not Nate. It's not Nate. It's a certain Nick I know for sure. It's a guy named Nick. Nick. Not just any no, Nick. No, no, it's not Nick. No, 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 not it's Nick. The the Nicholas. The Oh, I got it. It's the Nicholas Lopez. The Nicholas the night that Lopez. runs the site, right? The night that runs the site, yes. 
Basically, you go up to that side. I always talk about this. I'm not in school no more. I always talk. Let me tell the story. So, you know, you're sitting in class. Just, just hit the story. Yep. You're bored as hell. Don't know what to do. Can't really watch wrestling, right? So you're like, damn, man, what the fuck do I do? Because, you know, the there's teachers that will, yeah. like, go behind your back and say, yeah. hey, professor, uh, why is Sal watching wrestling here? And you're like, you fucking snitch. I'm trying to fucking catch up on TakeOver and fucking rip on Uncle Dave. Shit, man. So then you're sitting there. And literally what you could do, I always do this all the time. I wouldn't recommend this, kids. But pop on to PWO. Basically get your up-to-minute, minute-by-minute coverage of basically all the different wrestling shows. Of course, they got they got West Coast Wrestling Connection. They have, of course, they got a big thing with Powerbomb TV. They cover WWE, the big guys, ROH, you know, NXT, uh, AEW. AEW, soon to be. Coming soon. We got to talk about that now. But then... um. Yeah, of course, everything else, you you name it, NXT, all the big shows, all the little guys, the big guys, everything. And definitely get caught up with everything that's going on in the, in the program. So, he, yeah. Nick basically breaks everything down yeah. so you could actually picture the match happening yep. without actually watching it. Exactly. But then when you get home, mm-hmm. you go and watch the match. That's right. You're like, that is exactly how I picture this match happening. That's right. He gets so down to the last mm-hmm. detail. Down to the last detail, indeed. Yep. And again, it just brings it down. I mean, we always talk about this. AEW is coming up soon. So. Hey, uh, before yeah. we continue, yeah. what time is it? We got to talk about this, man. Tagline. Got to pull in the hot tag. Should I hit him with it? Hit it, hit it. Hot tag. You got it. Reading is fundamental. Reading about wrestling puts you over. Said it best. Put it over right there. So definitely. Yeah. But then, of course, like I said, we always talk about this all the time. PWO, Nick runs it, basically helps us out with all this other stuff, and of course when you talk about all the different things, you have all of our episodes and stuff on there too, definitely. But, um, I mean, back to, let's talk about back to um, all this stuff that's going on. Let's hit uh, SummerSlam. Since we brought up apparently, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, match of the weekend, Seth versus Brock. That's right. Well, I gotta ask this. That's just fucking, yeah, yeah, I I still can't. How how, how do you feel? How do you feel about this whole thing? I mean, think about this build. Brock cashes in. Well, the one yeah. thing I can say is Seth has joined a very exclusive club. Really? Do you want to know what the club is? Being two-time champ? He is one of four people really? to beat Brock Lesnar twice. Really? Beating him twice, uh, of course. Yeah, we had a rest. We had, a, of course, WrestleMania, and now, of course, he beat him up in um, uh, what's called in uh, SummerSlam. The other, the other three people who are in that exclusive club: Goldberg, Undertaker, right. and Kurt Angle. Wow, that's wild. That's a very, very exclusive club. That is an exclusive class of people, honestly. And when you look at it, I think. I mean, if you look at really what's going on in this whole two place, people yeah. who are in the Hall of Fame. That's right. One person who's potentially going to be in the Hall of Fame whenever he decides to actually retire. That's right. Which we don't know when that will be. Yeah. We'll be talking about that in a few, too. Like, yes, I have my little underground layer where I could go anywhere (laughs) to get exclusive files. But I have no fucking clue when this guy's going to fucking retire. I have no idea either. The way this, again, I mean, we'll talk about Goldberg in a sec. But I think with Brock, the thing that really, I mean, here's the thing that really pissed me off in this whole program. They had Brock cash in. They had him build the whole money in the bank thing. I could cash in whatever I want. 
da da da. The Brock party. The Brock party, which is pretty dope, and it was nice. Hey, seeing hey that that was fucking insane. So that, yeah, that was I like I like that whole thing. It was a good. It was bringing out a different side of Brock. I like that, and it could have they could have teased that, that. Yeah, we actually saw that Brock could actually be a funny character he when can, he wants yeah. to. It shows a different element of Brock, and I think this is good for him. I mean, guy still can't fucking talk for his life. Of course he can't, because he got those fucking fucked up teeth, fucking smoking uh, tobacco, being a redneck too, so that's another thing too. I but. think because he goes to CVS. He probably goes to CVS, yeah. He probably goes to CVS. Everybody knows that. But then, um... Fuck CVS. Yeah, fuck CVS. But then on top of the fact, I mean, here's the thing with this. They build that whole match up just to have him lose the next pay-per-view. To, to Seth. And they have this whole program where Seth was supposedly injured, getting beat up. I call it being Zach Gowan. I don't know if you guys remember Zach Gowan. Basically, we had that uh, little angle. One-legged wrestler, I remember One-legged him. wrestler. I think everybody remembers that. It's probably like, what, it's almost 16 years ago? Damn, that's fucking a while back. And yeah, they basically had this whole when, thing. That was when SmackDown was on UPN. Yeah, that was Ruthless Aggression era, peak of the era, really, really good wrestling at the time. Paul Heyman was running it. You started running it and you started making it. But I remember that angle. It just brought me back to that. Like, okay, Brock beat up Seth to a pull. And I guess it was that kind of thing. Only to have him just win. Like, no problem. So then it's like, it begs the question, what's next? What's after this for Brock? Is Brock going to end up going to the UFC? Is he, you know, is he just retiring? Is he no. going to have another match? Um, well, with that, no one really knows because his last contract, he wasn't supposed to fight in UFC, but he did. And yeah. that contract got voided and Blah. It's but according to Dana, to Dana White, yeah. he said that Brock will not be in UFC again. Yeah, and again, this can also don't know be, how true yeah. that is. But I, I think it might be again a negotiation tactic. This just might be him trying to negotiate something. So you never know. But I think again, it just brings up the fact I that everyone wants to yeah. see him versus Cormier. Yeah, him versus Cormier or him versus Lashley. And there's so many other matches people really want. I think even even um. Uh, I think Lashley was saying that yeah, I really want to have a match with Brock, and there's so many other possibilities they can I have in a fight. See, yeah, I want to see Brock versus John Jones. John like, Jones, yeah, there's a yeah. weight difference. Yeah, but I think Jones could hold his own against Jones. Brock. Yeah, the way I mean, looking at Jones, Jones is probably going to go down as probably the best of all time. Jones has a big, uh, what you call it, something big to prove. He's going to face one of the biggest, best, not only WWE professional wrestlers, but an actual athlete, like an actual combat athlete who's been known to do, like, wrestling and stuff like that, like, at the collegiate level and everything. So, I mean, it's a perfect build for him. And I think it's just, again, it just begs the question, what's next for him? At this point, I think everybody just wants to yeah. see him and Matt Riddle. We got to talk about Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle was backstage at SummerSlam, I believe, right? <laughs> oh, man. Story. He told us. <laughs> He's like, what did he say? He's like, I said, I said, bro. And he's like, oh, uh, don't call me bro. I'm not your bro. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Bro, <laughs> he was savage. I mean, he, that's the thing. It's, how, yeah. Here's a question: How yeah. fucking high was he? I don't even know. This guy. I think last like, time. Yeah, yeah. he's every, obviously everyone knows he fucking smokes. Yeah, everybody knows but, he smokes. Yeah. Bro, he's fucking entertaining. <laughs> he is entertaining as hell. And then the thing is, it's like he WWE, bought me. Yeah, guy's like three hundred pounds. Fucking 300 pounds Listen, shoulder. He's got cojones. I was like, bro, that hurt. <laughs> For the last time, I'm not your bro. I'm not your bro. All right, bro, see yeah. you later. All right, bro. He's like, we got to talk something. He's like, all right, talk. Let's talk, bro. He's like, we're not fucking bros. And he's like, all right, bro. 
He just he's savage as fuck. But this yeah, guy, fucking riddle, riddle man. But I mean, here's the thing. I think I just want to know yeah. how high was he when he was talking. I don't even know. And the thing is, it's kind of like this. I think we went to a progress show one time, and I think I was there with these other two guys, and they were saying they're like, "Yo, we're about to go get a blunt with um, we're about to go hit a blunt with uh, Matt Riddle." And literally, they were all sitting outside. They saw Tyler Bate. They saw Pete Dunn, all of them. And the next thing you know, you see Matt Riddle there, you know, just going ahead and being casual, doing 420. He deadass is the new RVD, honestly, in my Is mind. this the one that we that you went to in Queens? Yeah, Queens. Yeah, this is in uh, Elmcore uh, Center. Um, I'm not going to bring that up because I was mm-hmm. quite pissed at you. I know, I know. That was a fucking, that was a fucking shit show. I hated that shit. And then the thing is, it's like, uh, I mean, it was a pretty well, good the program. Reason why, the reason why I wanted to go with you mm-hmm. was because of Pete Dunne. The Pete Dunne, yeah. And then they had Tyler Bate there and everybody. But, I mean, this... But remember, yeah. that was supposed was supposed to be mm-hmm. uh, Dunne versus Bate. Yeah. That's right. And then it got postponed because Jack, I think Jack Gallagher versus um, Pete Dunne was the new program. Yeah. That but, was when uh, yeah. Pete Dunne got hurt. Yeah. All I can say, I mean, progress, you do really good. But fucking put on some AC, please. That fucking gym... Speaking of progress... Yeah. One of their very own just mm-hmm. got signed to NXT. Yes. Big star. Mr. Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory, man. Fucking big name. Kid is fucking over, yeah. 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Kid is 22 crazy. years old. 22 years old, yeah. And Kid's going to be a beast. Uh, it's crazy, man. And then they're looking at this whole thing with all this. You know, he's going to be a big, big talent. I mean, looking at, I think, I think WWE learned one thing. British wrestling has a lot to offer. All these different things in the UK, they're doing some crazy shit. Like, you know, it's like, they're about to end up going up. Well, the only thing I know is Vince, if the rumors are true, mm-hmm. Vince ne- better not take over mm-hmm. NXT. Oh, man. Well, what are you hearing about that? Like, I keep hearing about this. Well, what's basically the deal? Like, he's going to run NXT now? Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. But then what? Where's the leave Triple H not. then? Where's he this better leave? not. Oh, hell no. But where's this leave Triple H, though? It, he's going to be like co-person or whatever. Like a co-manager or something? I, I don't know, but it better not be true, to That's be honest. Wild. Is this because of the Fox deal? I think so. Wow, this is fucking wild. I mean, they, of course, they announced the whole Fox thing going on. I think that's why all these big changes are going on. But then, of course, you also got to understand that Vince is starting up uh, XFL in, like, next year. So that's another thing, too. I guess they're trying to have... Next to XFL. Yeah. Let Triple H mm-hmm. and Shane yeah. run mm-hmm. NXT, Raw, yeah. SmackDown. That's yeah. it. At this point, if he's worried about the company not having his vision, look at Stephanie McMahon, man. Stephanie McMahon is basically, uh, like, a reflection of Vince, honestly. Like, just leave it to... Put Stephanie in the... Like, to make the big calls. That's, you know, totally okay. At, at this point, he... Right. he, he yeah. He, he trusts... Yeah. He trusts uh, Stephanie more than anybody else. So, again, I totally understand that. You know, it's totally understandable. And, of course, SmackDown's moving My to... My personal yeah. opinion, mm-hmm. and you could probably agree with me on this one. Yeah. WrestleMania 36. Yeah. Triple H versus Shane for complete control... Of the company, even though we know they're both going to run the company together. Yeah, that's right. But let's make it a storyline. Mm-hmm. That's right. They can do a build like that. I mean, they've done that so many times where they've had this thing where it's like Stephanie, you know, Triple H and everything. And I, and I mean, it's worked many times to just have this whole thing. Like, you could talk about all these WrestleMania interests that, that they have. 
they always have these things where Triple H is coming out with Stephanie and, you know, this whole thing, Stephanie being the bitch and, and all this stuff, and it works. So, you know, it could involve that if they want to and definitely make some money off of that. But then I think it's also... Well, I really think yeah. it should be Stephanie mm-hmm. uh, Shane mm-hmm. versus Triple H yeah. for quote-unquote creative control of the company. That's right. But then what do you think about this whole thing with Fox and the whole merger? How do you think that's going to affect WWE at the moment? Fox wants Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. That's going to be a tough I sell. like it. I think it's a good mix. It's a good way to mix up the show. I like it, Yeah, but they should make him appear every single week. They should. And then supposedly they're bringing that back to Fist, I heard? Yep. That's going to be interesting. So supposedly there's a new set, of course. you know I think they've been saying that well, since... My whole thing Brock, is, yeah. if, you want, if you want Brock, mm-hmm. make him appear every week. But then Don't I, make him yeah. the part-time person that he is. That's right. Make him appear every fucking week. But here's the thing. I think with WWE, they're trying to treat their people well because, of course, you got to think about it now. Now bringing in the fact of AEW and them signing all these people now, like all this stuff, you know, and Cody coming oh, out saying, fucking, yeah. They're fucking scared. They're scared as shit. And then, of course, you see this whole thing with, uh, what was the rumor that um, uh, Cody's signing everybody and he's like, we only have 40% of our roster. We're just getting started. And that kind of lit a fire in the vents. And he's signing people that he never thought he'd sign, ever. Wait, wait, You said 40%? He said 40%, supposedly, in one of his press conferences. Yep. How many more fucking people are they getting? I have no idea. They already have 50 people. I don't know. They probably got some people hiding. I guess they're going to put Arn Anderson. That's probably the other 60%. I don't know. It's just, they're probably looking to hide hide low. Dude, they're already at fucking 50-something people. 50-something people, right, right. And, I mean, you never know. They might have, I mean, Johnny Mundo. Well, Johnny Mundo's contract just expired. Uh, Joey Ryan. Oh, his name is going to be Johnny Elite. Johnny Elite. Really? If they sign him, his name is going to be Johnny Elite. Because if you realize, what was his name in Lucha Underground? Johnny Mundo? Johnny Lucha. Johnny Lucha, yeah. And then Johnny Impact, all stuff, yeah. So His name is going to be Johnny Elite. Johnny Elite. Sounds pretty good, yeah. I mean, I think it's also... Okay, yeah, I'm, on, yeah. I'm on the AEW Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to count how many people they have so far. Yeah. Are we doing just wrestlers? Uh, I'd say wrestlers, yeah. Just wrestlers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, two, twenty-three, twenty-four. Six, seven, maybe eight, four, one, four, two, four, five, seven, four, nine. They're at 50 wrestlers. 50 wrestlers. That's fucking wild. They have one on-air personnel, which is Tully Blanchard, mm-hmm. who's Sean Spears' manager. That's right. Five referees. Seven mm-hmm. broadcasters. Including Jim Ross. Yep. 13 backstage personnel. Mm-hmm. Seven corporate staff. That's wild. And they're still, and there's quote unquote, they said that they're still getting started. Because from what I heard, I have a, so I have a person, I'm not going to say his name, but he goes to my gym. And he actually goes to the school. He actually, uh, 
is actually a student at I think Amazing Red School. So he's telling me like nice. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so he's telling me about how Amazing Red, supposedly WWE have him there as a coach now. And he was doing his last thing where he was, uh, I think he was teaching the kids, you know, like teaching the people in the classes and stuff like that. Today's his last day for that. And before that, he's just going to stop coming. And then I think Brian XL, I don't know if a lot of people heard of Brian, Brian XL, he's going to be the one that's going to run over that, uh, that school now. So the big thing is, of course, nice. yeah. And I guess WWE's looking high and low, I guess, to get their coaches now to build a PC and everything. I guess just to get people, you know, like involved in doing things. And, you know, they're scared now. And I think really what the thing is now is AEW, it's not really like high-profile talent. I think really what it is is just, uh, what would you call it, the uh, younger talent. Like they like, have, Yeah, they're not high-profile, yeah. but they're fucking legit. They're legit, yeah. And this new talent that's coming in, so you got you to gotta tell, you know, they're going to make a lot of progress with this, you know, simply because of the fact My that... My pick for the, for like, future breakout stars in that company. Yeah. It ranges. Darby Allen. Yeah. Definitely. Darby Allen is, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is going to be a breakout star in that company. That's right. Joey Janela. Mm-hmm. Jungle Boy. That's right. Kip Sabian. Mm-hmm. MJF. Yeah. And, of course, Hangman. Hangman. And yeah. Sammy Guevara. Yeah, I think Hangman was probably going to be the head... The head uh, person in the front line as the like the pe- person that they're going to push so i mean again it's like there's so many personalities but I see darby yeah. getting the i see darby getting pushed also definitely, definitely just for the match he had against cody yeah was fucking beautiful darby's person i think i like his whole persona and everything and his vibe and everything like he's really doing really really good with that so i think really Do you know who he's just, married to who's he married to you're gonna be surprised actually at who i'm gonna tell you really he is married to Priscilla Kelly. Priscilla Kelly. What the fuck? And they're both really young. Yeah. Darby is 20... He's 21, 22 years old. Mm-hmm. And Priscilla Kelly mm-hmm. is... I think last time we checked, she was like 28. She's 22. Oh, that's fucking wild. She's a fucking kid. So they're both around 22 years old. That's crazy. I think it's just, yeah, again, and looking at these people, you know, it's like kind of like, you know, like, I mean, unlike Deanna. I'm actually surprised that they didn't find her. Yeah. Unless like Deanna Perrazzo and uh, like um, your boy, uh, Marty Scroll. Newly single, Deanna Perrazzo. Newly single. (laughs) You hear that? You hear that, Marty Scroll? Bro, I'm fucking calling you out again. Calling him out, yeah. He didn't up. answer my challenge at uh, mm-hmm. Final Battle a couple years battle. ago. Yeah, we, we went there, we looked there for him, and, you know, you just sitting there, like, do his match, fucking chilling. Like, come on, man. Seriously. And I, I think, I think. Yeah, fucking answered. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. That's... Where you at? Where you at, villain? Where you at, villain? That's the thing. But, yeah, I mean, of Bring course. Bring your villain enterprise. Yeah. That's right. Well, of course, they got that thing going on. They got, what you call it? I think he's trying to do his own thing. I think in the near future, he might be coming in. You never know. I mean, of course, there's a lot of different talent. Recently, they signed this, this new tag team called the Private Party. Big. They're actually yeah. really good. They're actually really good, yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, I heard a lot of good stuff. Like, the guy that, that the person that's, that's at the school, I'm not going to say his name just for, you know, safety, whatever. But 
he basically tells me, he's like, yeah, these, these guys, they've been, like, you know, working so hard and everything, and, you know, it's like, you know, they're getting their spot. And I guess, you know, there's the big attitude with all these wrestling schools is getting competitive now because everybody's trying to get a contract, but then they understand that WWE's not the only option. Now AEW's calling out, and when they heard, when all these kids found out that, you know, AEW's coming to town and they're looking for people at their school, it got them, like, into another level. Like, holy shit, we're going to be on the map now. So I think really what it is is the attitude is changing now. AEW is really changing things up, not just for, like, you know, just for the business, but then also, like, as viewers. But I think it's also helping the wrestlers out and everything, too. So I think we always say this. AEW is probably going to be really, really good. It's like everyone says. Yeah. There's more than just one company now. There's more than one one company. There's, there's an alternative. There's alternatives out there now. And then it's also, like, you know what? It's good. That's good for it's now. A shame, yeah. It's a shame, though, that... ROH is now like the third or fourth option. It's basically what Impact was, I think, what, two, three years ago now? Basically. Like that is now as well. Impact's actually getting up there. Impact's getting up there as well, yeah. They went they recently went to Mexico and all this other stuff. They're making a lot of progress there, you know. So I mean it's Well, it's do just, you know yeah. what's also a big help with them? What is it? Who who are they pushing to the sky right now? Yeah. If you th- if you look at it, yeah, they're very smart with that. I'm noticing. Who are they pushing? Their number one person mm-hmm. isn't a male. Yeah, that's right. Their number one person is a female. And two years ago, if you if you asked that, you'd be like, nah, that's not possible. It's not possible. And they yeah. had a really good female, like you know, fem- what you call it, uh, what you call it, knockout division and everything, a couple of years ago. And they're still growing it with it now. Like, you know, it's like, come on, man. They're really trying to innovate. And that's smart by them. It's smart on their part. But I think now it's also like, you know, again, it just comes back to, okay, there's a lot of different things out there now. You know, there's more opportunity. And it just brings up the fact that, you know, like it's not. Like, their main yeah. person is Tessa Blanchard. Tessa fucking Blanchard, yeah. And they're killing it with that shit right now. Gail Kim, she's a producer. She's doing a really good job with that. So, definitely, hats off to if you, If you look Kim. at it, she basically handed mm-hmm. the title down. Mm-hmm. For best knockout in the world. That's right. The Tessa at mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. homecoming. Yeah. And she actually came in to help put her over, and I mean, she was already put over. And I think she eventually. did a hell of a fucking job. Yeah, she did. And I think that's what's that really match good. was. That match was perfect. That's right. Yeah. It did, and it really did tell. Again, same thing. Storytelling. We always talk about this. Something that WWE was lacking until they had to call, you know, to have, again, a smart call by them early this year to bring in uh, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman just to help them try out to, um, what you call it, to fix their storylines and everything like that. Like, oh, the storylines, yeah. yeah. That was great fucking move, to be honest. Yeah, it's a great move. And then also, it's kind of like, you know, we got to see what's going to happen next. Supposedly, Eric Bischoff isn't in uh, creative, I think, yet. He's still trying to learn the process. Uh, He's starting in October. In October, right? So hopefully when fall starts, yeah. His first official day is going to be the week when SmackDown goes to Fox. Yeah. That's his first official day. Yeah, he doesn't have that much say right now, but they're still trying to get him. He technically technically is employed with WWE. That's right. And then also, I mean, you got to think of the fact that, here's the thing too, this whole thing with Roman, the whole storyline, this is something that they haven't done for a Holy while. Holy shit. Yeah. All I got to say is Buddy fucking Buddy Murphy. fucking Murphy. They, and this, I like what they did with this. They highlighted a talent. If you think yeah. about it, what were my words mm-hmm. about a 
year ago. Yeah. I remember you saying this. Yeah, you're right. They need to fucking push this motherfucker. And Vince is finally listening. Honestly, that caught me off guard. And the thing is, like, I think whatever people think, when people think someone he needs a push, he needs a push, he needs a push. They're thinking it's like it's like how Braun Strowman got pushed, where it's like, oh, you know what? It's like, yeah. No, just give Buddy Murphy TV time. Yeah, and that was a perfect opportunity. That's it. That was a perfect That's opportunity. That's all we needed. Yeah. That he was a needed TV time. Give him someone who knows how to work. Yeah. Make this guy gold. Yeah. Give this guy a fucking mid-card title. I think we all can probably, I think we can all say this, we can all agree with this. Roman recently re-signed a contract, a multi-year deal. We don't know how long. We don't know what's the terms of, those, of that deal. But he really did do his job. Like, you know how they talk, they talk about him being a ringleader and all this stuff? And all this, he really did take that role up. And he really did, like, you know, cool. did that by putting um, Roman. He did a really good job of trying to, what you call it, of making, uh, I mean, Buddy Murphy, I think, looks good regardless. But I think when he's talking about, like, in Vince's eyes. Do you know who I think will be a good person to throw in the ring with Buddy? Who? I got two people. Mm-hmm. Alistair Black. Buddy and Alistair will have great matches. That's right. And my second pick, Buddy Murphy and Andrade. Andrade, definitely. Oh, my God. And, again, this kind of brings up to the the thing. Like, Buddy Murphy was Cruiserweight champ a while back, right? Probably a year ago. Now he's facing the face of the company, technically, Roman Reigns. Yeah. A heavyweight. And look how fucking good he, he performed in that match. He did really, really good. Like, he really put up the work in that And match. just think about yeah. this. This is the first time he's been on TV. Exactly. Since the Superstar Shake-Up in April. Mm-hmm. Not on, not on uh, what you call it, 205 Live. Like, there's a lot of success stories, of course, from 205 Live. Before, of course, Rich Swan and Enzo and Neville and all that stuff. But this is probably one of, the, like, the brightest stories. Of course, Ali. But now, Buddy Murphy's starting to become that story, too. Bro, fucking give M- Murphy and Ali some TV time yeah, in the ring like together. That, oh my god, that would work even better too. Dave won't give it a five star rating, he won't, but he no won't. one gives a fuck about him. Fuck him, yeah. No one gives Real a shit. wrestling fans yeah. will give Ali yeah. and Murphy yeah. five stars. They would, Ali, yeah. Andrade, yeah. five stars. Oh, Murphy, man. Andrade, five stars. Yeah. Again, I gave it to this. WWE's doing a good job of picking out certain talents. That way they can have them grow. Like, of course, they had this but thing with... picking the wrong people to push. Exactly. Well, of course, they had this thing with uh, some Like, to Joe. be honest? Yeah. KO, yeah. when he made his little pipe bomb a couple weeks ago. Yeah. With Shane giving himself too much TV time. But yeah. where's the TV time for hmm. Dana Brooke, yeah. Liv Morgan, yeah. Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Murphy? Yeah. To be honest? Yeah. Anything he said... Mm-hmm. Was not wrong. It did, yeah, it wasn't. Liv Morgan, yeah. one of the best female talents in the locker room. Yeah. Where is she? Exactly. Before two weeks ago. Yeah. Where was Buddy Murphy? Yeah. And to be honest, mm-hmm. do you know what Buddy Murphy's nickname is? What is it? The Blue Chipper? Sal. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what Buddy Murphy's nickname is? No, what is it? The best kept secret, and we saw that last week. Yeah, it's true, and I think it really just brings up the fact that they're highlighting his talent, which I got to give him credit. They're if you guys, if you fans that. can't tell, mm-hmm. I'm a Buddy Murphy fucking. I think we all are, yeah. Mark. Yeah, since I think I'd say I was a yeah. fan of him when he was at NXT. Yeah, I think when he it was, was Blake yeah. and Murphy. That's right. 
He lost a lot of weight. He did all this stuff. I, I really liked, I respected the fact that he's come up from, you know, doing this whole thing, NXT 205 Live, and then come straight up, you know. And again, you think about guys, you know, that got their, um, what you call it, like their push, they got their call up and stuff like that. Buddy Murphy didn't get a push, like a, like a call up. Literally, he had to go ahead and work his way up. Ali, same thing. He didn't get a call up. He literally had to work his way up. And he worked his way up. Same thing. And that's and he a got really good put thing. into a title picture like, yeah. three months into being on the main roster. Exactly. Exactly. I think you know what it is? It's just that when you bitch, like when you try to become like Leo Rush where you bitch about your contract and not getting paid X amount of money. Oh, speaking of him, where is Leo? I have no idea. It's probably the same thing that was happening with uh, um, with Sasha. Uh, I'm happy she's back, though. Yeah, that was a back. fucking great comeback. That was. That was. Well, before we, uh, I mean, we talk about, of course, you know, all this definitely. I would say, I think one of the highlights from that whole event, SummerSlam as a whole, I think we can all agree on this. The Fiend. What'd you say? The Fiend. Bray Wyatt. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, The Fiend? Great. Oh, my God. Well, there's one other company who had uh, Mm -hmm. quite a four-month tournament that we didn't bring up. That's right. And now, how is WWE retaliating? By creating their own... King of the Ring. But before we get to the King of the Ring, let's talk about the G1 Classic. The G1 G1 Climax, which, by the way, Nick is actually posting about them on ProWrestlingOpinion.com, your number one site to catch any Mm -hmm. main talent Mm -hmm. and the little guys. Yep. Three words. PWO. Check it out. Yeah. You're welcome, Nick. That's two plugs for you tonight. Two plugs. But the G1 Classic Mm -hmm. uh, Climax Mm -hmm. has been fucking phenomenal. Oh, my God. Well, this whole thing with the program, the way they built it, and, you know, again, every show they make it so that the fans have something to watch. I don't know how they're going to pull this King of the Ring thing with the whole thing, and then supposedly two matches are going to take place at MSG. I don't know how you're going to pull it off. But looking at the way they did this, and the result, fucking Kota Ibushi. Kota fucking Kota Ibushi. Fucking Ibushi. Is the fucking winner. But not even that. Yeah. Let's talk about Moxley. First. Moxley, fucking Moxley. He uh, went on a yeah. nice little five match win streak. He was having a fucking undefeated streak. He was buck. He was he was running like the Undertaker, in that whole fucking G one climax, and then he lost. He lost to Juice Robinson. Juice fucking Robinson, who's great fucking talent since he left yeah. WWE. That's right. And what a way, Which like, think about it. Leads back yeah. to what we said before. Yeah. Only thing you have to do is just leave WWE. Exactly. And again, think about this. Like, what a way to build a story. Juice Robinson lost the title because of John Moxley just walking in. And he got his payback. Full circle. Holy shit. Now they can make a fucking program and make money off of this. See, that's how you do it. That's how you do it, WWE. Why? That's how you do it. Because they both left WWE. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense. And they can continue to keep using that. And then, of course, another big revelation. Kenta, formerly known as Hideo Itami. New Bullet Club member. New Bullet Club member. Holy shit. 
again, it just brings up the Which fact. I see Kenta and Shibata actually yeah. having a nice little rivalry. Yeah, Shibata is a fucking hell of a talent, too. I mean, looking at his whole thing. It's like shame, him, though, yeah. what happened to him. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just brutal. But he looked fucking good, though. He does. To he be does. honest. Yeah. I think he's one of those he upcoming good when talents. He came back. Yeah. He's one of those upcoming talents that, of course, WWE likes. I mean, of course, you know, I think it's probably one of WWE's, like, high upper prospects for sure. Like, they're probably all over that. They want that. But I think, again, I don't think he'll leave, yeah. it just brings up I the fact. I don't think he'll yeah. leave. I don't think. I hope he doesn't. And I hope they don't. Like, I hope they keep on building newer talent like that. You know, it works perfectly. Again, I hope they fucking come to UK, US, Canada, everywhere. It doesn't matter. Become an international phenomenon. Fucking go head to head with AEW and, and WWE at this point. So, yeah. But For then, some reason, I see AEW having an affiliation with New Japan. I heard that they don't. They, they cut ties with them. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... They could say one thing, but actually do it. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll have to see what they... What happens with that, you know? Because, to be honest, I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Bullet Club invade. That would kind of be like a full circle kind of thing, no? How cool would that be, though? Bullet Club invading AEW. Yeah. They might do some interpromotional things, and... Again, that would work perfectly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if you get Geo, God versus the Young Bucks. That's right. God versus the Young Bucks. I mean, it's kind of like again, God probably the best thing in the tag team division going on right now. And supposedly, I mean, of course, Jay White yeah. versus Cody. Yeah. And what did uh what what you call it um, what did um, uh. Matt Buck, I was called. I think yeah, Nick Buck had to say about uh, the tag team division. He was saying he's like, listen, we got to go ahead and make the best tag team division. That's our goal. So they're trying to do that. Of course, they're gonna have a t- tournament for this. Uh, what you call it for the AEW tag titles for the first time, the first tag titles. So we'll have to see how that works out too. You know, and again, they're teasing a lot of big tag teams. So I think when they're talking about, hey, we we got forty percent of our roster left, they might be hiring. They might be getting more and more tag teams in, in the building now. So. But to see how that works, yeah. Yeah, if you want the best tag teams, Gotta it's going to be hard to get yeah. the Revival. Supposedly, it's be hard LA- to get the Usos. Yeah. Supposedly, I heard about LAX. They might be coming to AEW. Yep. I'm, bro, oh, I'll be man. fucking hyped if they show up. If they show up, oh, man, that's going to be fucking lit. And then it kind of brings up the fact that, like, with the, you know, they have so many different tag teams, new tag teams, old tag teams. Fucking bring Rock and Roll Express, honestly. Like, of course, if they're, they're feuding with, uh, what you call it, the Briscoes for the ROH title soon, bring them on, too. Fuck it. Go ahead. Let's I, see. I don't get why they still wrestle. I have no idea. I mean, it might be that they're passionate. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to be like the Undertaker. I don't know what Bro, the fucking Briscoes are literally going to kill them. They're going to murder them. I don't even see how that's going to be, like, done. It's fucking wild. But, yeah, you know, of course, we'll see what happens with that. You know, of course, there's a lot of stuff going on. They're, like, on. 100 years old. Yeah. And then it brings up the fact that, you know, of course, NWA is still trying to come into the map. There's, you know, a lot of different other promotions still trying to blow up, you know. So I have to see what happens goes on from there, you know. Of course, this is the summer. Leading into the fall, you already know this This is going to fucking get kind of rough. And then talking about, of course, um, things like Survivor Series and all that stuff, that might be coming soon too, you know. So, again, it just brings up the fact, what's the build going to look like? How's this whole thing going to happen? Is WWE going to do a, a brand split? Who's AEW gonna sign? There are so many fucking questions. The question now that the really what's go, what on all of our minds is how the fuck is this gonna look and how do we prepare ourselves for this? But yeah, 
it's kind of interesting well, to see. The last thing that we're going to talk about yep. is something that they're going to bring that they're bringing back. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they don't fuck it up like they did the last three years. Yeah, the King of the Ring. Yeah. Well, was it two nights? No, was it? I thought it was going to be a full one night thing, but they said now no, they're, they're doing like a whole month. A whole month, like trying to, I guess, come back to the the G one. They're trying to compete with that. They're like, okay, we got to go ahead and go back on this shit. Like, okay, let's try well, to... Well, I think they're trying to do it how they used to do it. Yeah. Remember, back in the 90s, yeah. the King of the Ring was like a whole month and a half tournament. That's right. Which is a good idea for them. And I think for them, honestly, they should they should change the name of Classic Champions to just King of the Ring. Like, do it back in the day how it used to be. Yeah. Why not? Bring they, back the actual yeah. old tournament, how That's it right. used to be. That's right. And now they just wanted to have it to be just... And, that. and then, of course, there was a rumor that they're trying to do a Queen of the Ring also. A female tournament. No. 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 I mean, think about it you right now. Yeah. I mean, think about this. They have this whole thing with, uh, what you call it? Um, you know, this whole thing with, on Raw, you got, of course, uh, what you call it? Sasha Banks versus Becky. And then, of course, on Raw, you have, I mean, on SmackDown, you got, of course, this whole program. Supposedly, they're teasing for uh, Charlotte and Bailey. Again, I think we all know where this is probably going. Nothing against that, but I'm sick of Charlotte. What? So you so you you were happy that uh, what you call? It? I mean, you, were, were you kind of mad that Trish lost? Not really, but mm-hmm. push Ember. I know, yeah. I mean, well, Ember did a really really good job of that match too. Natalia did a pretty good match of her uh, like her match also. Again, it's just I think for me, like I mean, looking at Trish for example, it kind of brings back to the same thing. Like you know how we said before, why the fuck is HBK back in the ring? Why the fuck is the Undertaker back in the ring? Why the fuck is Goldberg back in the ring? I'm like, come on, man. Like, you could tell the queen was getting pissed. And she had every right to get pissed because Trish was being mad stiff on her. I was like, chill, calm down with that, you know? So, I mean, personally, I think that she did a fucking good job. She, you know, deserved that win. I'll put her over. It was a good match. Yeah. So, I guess it's going to kind of catapult her into the whole picture. I think that's why they're kind of teasing it for. She's going to end up saying, well, you're probably now she's officially retired. Yeah, so we'll have to see what happens, yeah, with, the, you know, all that other stuff. And, of course, the Edge, you know, coming back and all that stuff, teasing that he might be returning. Bro, I fucking marked out. Oh, my God. That was fucking lit. But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all the stuff. Of course, there's a lot of different questions, a lot of different things we got to talk about. WWE, you know, AEW coming up, you know, October 2nd. They got their all-out show coming up soon, so... A lot of August different things. August 31st, baby. Yep. We're all on the road to all in. Uh, all out, I'd say. So, this is going to be a very, very interesting. August summer. 31st. Can't wait. Uh-huh. Again, quote, unquote. And they're, the doing, um, yeah. and they're doing an all-female battle royal mm-hmm. for, a, I think it's a chance to be in the match for the first women's championship. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, again... It's an interesting time to be a wrestling fan. And we got to just check this out and see what's it going really on. It really is. Yeah. And again, I, I don't, what's going to happen during October? Is everybody going to start becoming a wrestling fan soon? I don't know. We'll have to see. So, again, nonetheless. But just, yeah. as everyone knows, yeah. everyone is a wrestling fan. Yeah. A lot of people are just afraid to admit it. Exactly. That's right. And again. There's nothing to be afraid yeah. about. That's right. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah, honest, so, there's nothing afraid to admit mm-hmm. that you're a wrestling fan. Exactly. No shame in that. It's cool. 
But yeah, if I mean, you think about it, if it wasn't for wrestling, mm-hmm. me and you would have never met. That's right. Think about it. But we would have met yeah. because we both worked in the same place. Exactly. But we would never been as mm-hmm. good friends as we are. Exactly. We would have been as, like I said, getting connected, talking about all the stuff and all this other stuff. You know. Again, it's just that's what wrestling does. You wore mm-hmm. an NWO shirt, I think. Yeah, right. That's right, NWO, and then bam. It's like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's an NWO shirt. Oh, you like the NWO? Yeah. Oh, shit. Damn. That's through the click. And then that's it right there. I'm telling you, man. This is the thing. Just like how people talk about football. People talk about basketball. Wrestling's one of those things. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Fucking Game of Thrones. Don't even get me started with Game of Thrones, man. I'm telling you. At the end of the day, I mean, nonetheless, you know, we're just here. Of course, we're passionate wrestling fans. But then on top of the fact, we're also, I guess passionate about sports that's another thing too so we could have that debate but just remember yeah. WWE isn't a sport mm-hmm. sports entertainment WWE is sports entertainment that's right there's a difference make sure but yeah I mean this is the RSM Wrestling Podcast this is the mastermind we got the big guy on the other line alright guys yep you gotta check out our all of our different uh, platforms we're on also like I said a lot of different things we're on of course YouTube Spotify we're also on the Instagram page, of course. That's run co-run by me and the big guy. We also have our Twitter page that's run by Rich exclusively, and you know he gets all his information. But you know he'll keep us posted on that. And also we got PWO. You can't forget PWO, Pro Wrestling Opinion, the side where you can see all your different, like I said, all the covers for all the different shows. Again, minute by minute, segment by segment, it's just like you're watching a whole show. Three letters, PWO. We'll see you guys out. You're watching it without actually watching it. Yep, watching it without even watching it, yep. But yeah, so this is the Arsenal Wrestling Podcast. We'll catch you guys later for our next shoot. We'll see you guys out. See you guys. See you guys.